0: Welcome back to the Lash Base Podcast. It's episode number 27 and believe it or not this is going to be our first episode that is solely focused on lash lifting. Ever since the lockdown and we've been able to reopen again there has been a huge demand for lash lifting with many clients that would once have chose lash extensions they've made the switch to lash lifting. So although this has been a very popular treatment for a long while it's come to the forefront of the lash industry so we want to make sure that you know everything what can go right and what can go wrong uh, hopefully we can help you out a little bit right let's get started right so here we go then our first full episode on lash lifting Today's episode is just me, Lash Base Jamie, all by myself as Amy is off. So I'm going to go through everything as best I can and hopefully you stick with me through to the end. So the first thing that I do have to say is uh, I think it was only last night, to be fair. I messaged a lady called Jenna Cell. Uh, if you want to find her on Instagram, it's Lashes by Jenna. Uh, All one word, Lashes by Jenna. And I know for a fact that she is a queen of lash lifting. She's very experienced. She knows what works and what doesn't work. So I thought, who better to ask for a few tips, tricks, and a little bit of advice on lash lifting um, than someone that is amazing at it. And she came back to me straight away uh, with a message on Instagram and said that her message is too long for Instagram, so she's going to email it instead went and had a look at my emails and she has given me an awful lot of information so I'm really excited to be able to pass that on. Um, A lot of the stuff that I knew already and a lot of the things on there as well that I'm going to say I hadn't thought about. Uh, It makes sense when you think about it so hopefully I'm going to be able to tell you some things that you wouldn't have considered and you'll probably have that moment where you say ah so that is what could have happened to me. Because um, one of the things I find with lash lifting, it's strangest thing, it's got to be the or one of the easiest treatments to do. However, that being said, it's actually one of the easiest treatments to get wrong as well. So I find it's that thing where you get, it's so easy that you can get complacent and if you're not considering what you're doing, if you're not focusing on the client's natural lashes or your pos- positioning of anything or your timings or anything like that, some of the basic bits, it can really affect the the quality of the lift at the end of it so i'm hoping that i can just go through some of the options um and tips and tricks and you might learn something because i definitely did from reading jenna's email anyway uh, and i'm looking forward to getting this episode out there so firstly thank you very much to jenna please everyone go and follow jenna at lashes by jenna and of course As always, I'm going to start off by saying if you're listening to this, please screenshot or take a picture of something that you're doing right now whilst listening, uh, because that one always interests me. If someone posts a picture of them in the middle of a field walking the dog and they've decided to listen to the Lashbase podcast, that's always really cool, or driving somewhere or anything like that. It's always interesting to see what you're doing while you're listening. So tag me at Lashbase underscore Jamie. Um, and yeah, I'll reshare what I can. I always like to reshare the ones immediately after posting. So if you can get in quick, if you're an early listener, then I'll make sure to reshare you as well. Right. So I'm going to get started then as it's all by myself. First up, I think, sorry for the pause there. I was just trying to have a look at where I was going to start with this. First up, I'm going to start with one of the issues that can make you think that the lash lift uh, system that you're using isn't very good and when in fact it's nothing to do with the lash lift system you're using it's all to do with the amount of adhesive lash lift adhesive that you're using so a lot of people uh, when they get a, a poor result on a lift it will be because they've used too much adhesive it's a real common and like underrated issue that will cause lash lifts to fail so you need to be careful how much adhesive you're putting on i think uh, a good piece of advice if you believe you may have put too much adhesive on is you can use one of those y combs which does come with the lifted kit but i think lots of other brands do a y comb type thing that you can take the um excess adhesive off it also makes sure that the lashes are all nice and separated um not really sure how people do it without the y comb but if you focus really when you're doing um, putting the adhesive on. If you actually focus on making sure that it is just the tips that are uh, you've used the adhesive on, it means it leaves the rest of the lash there for you to be able to apply the solutions, which means it will do its job uh, better than having the barrier there when you've got too much adhesive on. So s- number one would be focus on the amount of adhesive you're using. I think I've noticed recently, and this is, I must admit, I hold my hands up, this is something I only recently, I say recently, it was probably uh, before lockdown, but recently learned, and that was with Lash Lift Adhesive, you'll find when you have a brand new Lash Lift Adhesive, um, you might find it's not potentially the greatest. It does a job. But after putting in where well, you open it and you're almost like pumping it, aren't you, the um, the adhesive where you're pulling in the the applicator in and out, that adds the oxygen in or puts oxygen in and it slights, slightly oxidizes. And you'll find that slightly older lash lift adhesive performs better than brand new adhesive because it makes it slightly more gloopy, slightly more sticky. Um, when you're using it. So yeah, that's something, um, I can't remember who it was that told me that, so apologies, but uh, I found that very interesting to think that you could buy a brand new product, but it actually won't be as good until you've opened it and used it a couple of times. So number one, definitely too much adhesive focus on that. Number two, and this is also nothing to do with the solutions or system that you're using and everything to do with pre-treatment or the cleansing before you even begin Um, believe it or not there are some people out there that do no cleansing or use any pre-treatment to make sure that the lashes are in perfect condition before um using uh, the lash lift system and therefore if you've got anything such as like foundation or any makeup residue or even for example sorry going one step further with this if you use a pre-treatment and you make sure uh, you don't make sure that the product is either evaporated or is cleaned off even that in itself can cause a slight barrier which will affect the quality of the lift so you firstly need to make sure that you are cleaning the lashes so most systems, I believe, provide some sort of protein remover cleansing pad. So as long as you use that thoroughly and then make sure that the lashes are dry before you start. Um, but you can use alternatives as well just to make sure that there is no r- build up of makeup or other residue on the natural lashes. Uh, it sounds obvious, but it's um, it shocked me when I found out or spoke to a couple of people anyway, there was a high percentage that said, no, no, I just go straight in for it. They come and they've got clean enough flashes. Clean enough isn't good enough. It needs to be clean. And uh, then you're giving your lashes the best chance or their lashes the best chance at lifting. And at the end of the day, that's exactly what we want to happen. So that's definitely going to be number two, uh, top tip number two. Focus on the cleansing or the pre-treatment beforehand and ensure that the lashes um, are in perfect condition because that will give you the best chance at the best lift straight off the bat. I do need to circle back to the bit about lash lift adhesive, though, because there was one thing that I've just looked down at my notes and realized that I didn't mention. Uh, and, and again, if you're an experienced lash lifter, you probably already know this, but it's not everyone's experience. I think you'll find like, definitely with lash-based customers, we have a larger percentage of new lash artists to experienced ones. So we sometimes can take for granted that stuff that we think is obvious and everyone knows it isn't actually the case. So um, I need to make sure I cover as many bases as possible. So one of the issues, if you think that your adhesive isn't sticking, so you're using it, sorry, circling back to the lash adhesive, Uh, Lift lash, lift adhesive. If you're um, using it and you think that it's not sticking, many people then suddenly believe that that means that they need to use more to get it to stick when, in fact, it's the opposite. You can use less and let it go tacky. Once it goes tacky, you can then comb the lashes up and they'll stick a lot better. So take your time. I know lash lifting, you are sold the dream of it being this super quick thing and you've got to get them in, get them out and then that's that's it that's the idea of it unfortunately uh, to do it professionally to do it properly you should still take your time i know the solutions can um uh, be quicker or slower however the whole rest of the appointment that the client is paying for you still need it to be a professional experience and to use your professionalism to make sure you're doing it right so definitely if you think the lashes aren't sticking slow it down a bit, let the adhesive go tacky, and try it again. Something that uh, a lot of people teach, and I've seen a few people um, when I've watched some lash lifting, for example, whenever we do our filming from lash lifting, um, do the adhesive in thirds, so you're combing up a third of the lashes each time. Don't try and put it all across the entire shield and then just comb it all up. Do it in thirds, and that'll make it a lot easier for you when it comes to sticking the lashes. So there we go. I've circled back to that. I'm now going to move on to talking about the correct environmental conditions for a lash lift. Now, when everybody and I assume that the people listening to this are all lash artists that do lash extensions and you already know how important it is to make sure that your environmental conditions are spot on for your lash extension application. Lash adhesive needs it. It has to be very specific and exactly right. The thing is, with lash lifting, although it's a little bit more flexible and you don't have to be perfect, the thing is, if your um, lash lift solutions are too cold or the environment's too cold, then they don't work as well. They need that heat. They need that warmth, which is why, if you haven't heard of it before, there's uh, a few brands, including Lash Base, You can use cling film over the eyes and over the solution to increase the heat um, of the solution because it holds in the warmth like an ins- insulator. Um, and then that helps it work better so if your solutions that you're using whichever it happened to be in a bottle form or in sachet form or however however it is if they're too cold then unfortunately they're not going to work as well as you want them to so the best thing to do and i remember we first started pushing this when we had our old lash lift system and we noticed that some of the coloring was off now uh, after looking into this and after trying to figure out exactly what was going on um in fact before i give you this tip let me tell you a little story we had with our old lash lift system it always used to be bright blue um, you probably if you've used our lash lift system for years you'll have, you'll know that uh then we decided to make the change from bright blue to a lighter blue as well as changing the pink to a different color pink um, and improving on the scent or fragrance whatever you want to call it because there were feedback like as you know with lash base we we evolve 100 based on your feedback we're we're so big now and we're such a machine that the best way for us to learn what we need to do is based on customer feedback so regardless of what anybody thinks i promise you the we take all feedback so seriously we really do every time so it's positive constructive pure pure anger anything um we always have to explain to a customer that we take all feedback seriously so this is something we're going to look into and unfortunately if someone's not happy at the time they don't even they don't take that one seriously Um, But we really do. Every time anyone says anything, we have um, documents in which we catalogue every piece of feedback that we get. As soon as we start to see any pattern forming, we then contact the manufacturers. um, We ask them. They then investigate it, which involves obviously us sending um, products to them. They then already have retained batch samples that they have anyway with all the documents and the uh, tests that were done on it. And uh, we go from there. So what happened with our original lash lift system is we changed the color from like I've already explained and improved on the fragrance because that was the feedback that we had. It doesn't smell great. It smells like almost burnt uh, because of the chemicals. So we wanted to change that. So by sacrificing some of the color, we could improve the fragrance. We tested, we tested, we tested. There was no... Uh, performance problems, performance change. In fact, it was exactly the same. So we decided to move forward. But what happened from after that, there was the confusion from customers that didn't know we'd made the change. So that's fine. We have to explain to them. But then what actually happened was there was a product that um, the manufacturer had sent that I believe they had either put too little of the color in or forgot to put the colour in altogether. And customers were saying, well, the colours off. What's what's going on here? Why is the colour so different? So through our investigations, we realised that if the products were... This is the old system. If the products were too cold, the colour would slightly lighten. So it's almost a good way of testing what was going on. So straight, straight away, we believed that it was because... Um, it was too cold so this is where we started you could put it in your pocket for a little bit before you you could um rub it between your hands anything at all but basically you needed to make sure that the product was at a good room temperature i guess um before using because the difference in the the end result because of the temperature of the product was huge so that has got to be a very important one especially as now it's suddenly turned absolutely freezing um you're gonna and if you've got like a a shed out um a lash shed i don't know what they're called you know like the the outhouse type buildings that get cold if you're lashing in a a conservatory or anywhere if the heating's off overnight the products are going to get cold and if if you don't bring them to room temperature you're going to get different results so that would definitely be a top tip and that would be to make sure that your products are brought to room temperature before using so you, this is simple you can just like massage the products um you yeah like i said put them in your pocket uh, it sounds funny but this will your body temperature will warm them up an acceptable amount so that they're going to work um which will actually move me on very slightly with the fact that if you've got lash lift products in bottles They do need to still be, give them a shake because they can still separate. These products that we have, like lash adhesive, like lash extension adhesive, sorry, they can still separate. Likewise, in the sachets, you always need to give your sachets a good massage before you squeeze it out. And because if you don't, and if they've separated, you may notice that your product seems slightly watery. That's because the water part of it has separated from the rest of it. So if before you open it, it needs to be room temperature and it needs to have had a good massage to mix it up and to ensure that the product's gonna work well. So yeah, that's definitely uh, something that can affect the performance. Moving on then, and let's just say that you've got your adhesive right, your lashes are up on the shield, you've heated and massaged your sachets or whatever other solution system that you're using. Um, so now let's talk about like application-based issues that can be caused uh, or that can result in bad lifts uh, or very good lifts, in fact. So firstly, I think, uh, again, very simple one, but it's surprising sometimes when um, you see it on social media and that is the placement of the solution. So sometimes these, uh, for the lift and for what this whole process is, you're actually lifting um, the lashes rather than covering the whole thing in like a perm and set it in that position. So the problems that you might find uh, this is pretty basic, very straightforward. Don't cover the entire lash. You don't do not need to cover the entire lash. You also don't need to get too close to the lash line that, that it doesn't work on the shield. Um, and give the correct lift. so you need to be focus massively on the placement of your solutions. it's straightforward when you get it nice straight line um, a good dis, uh, a very small distance but a good distance from the lash line and don't cover the entire lash. so it sounds simple but uh, I'm not sure uh, with a lot of the online courses at the moment it's not clear some of the people because you can learn lash lifting just online it's not clear sometimes, where you place the solutions um, on the eye. so it is almost like right now put step one on so people just naturally would cover the lashes. Now put step two naturally cover the lashes. Um, unfortunately that can result in in terrible lifts in a non no, no result. so please focus on the um, placement of your solutions. Um, And if you need help or advice on the exact, because I'm talking to you now, so I can't really show you any diagrams or anything, um, either DM us and we can send you a picture or contact your trainer again if you can. Hopefully you can. And ask them for specifics on where's the best place to place a solution. Another thing when placing the solution, uh, I've noticed, uh, is when you uh, are doing this, Sometimes the way that you're pulling the lashes up onto the shield, sorry, not even when, sorry, before, when you're pulling the lashes up onto the shield, you can sort of show the client's waterline, which then can cause irritation and it can uh, give you a bad lift in the end. So to stop like revealing the client's waterline where you're pulling the lashes up, just make sure that you're putting one finger on the shield to hold it as you're pulling the lashes up. So this means you are just combing the lashes up rather than manipulating and pulling at the eyelid and eye whilst you're doing it. It will It's such a small thing, but if you get it too wrong, your client can be in discomfort and also you can get a poor result. So that's obviously the last thing that you want. So just put one finger on the shield and then comb up as you can. Moving on to like one of the the biggest issues that can cause a poor lash lift and that is the wrong size shield you probably during training had this um taught to you because there aren't although now the lash lift industry or the, the lash lift sector of the lash industry has evolved and as improved is improving and there is there are loads of different shields and rods and sizes and styles. It's still very basic. You're still often going to get a small, medium or large, and it's understanding which one you should be using. Um, Quite often, if you're not sure on this, you can simply hold the shield up to the clients over the client's eyes and brush up and imagine where your product placement is going to be. We've done a video on this actually, um, I believe or hope it's on the Lashbase YouTube. But if you can't find it then just DM me and I'll send you the link on how to pick the correct size Uh, because a lot of people have misconceptions on the sizes that you should be using and remember actually if a client's got coarse lashes it's likely that they'll ping off of a small shield so extra patience or tape which I'll talk again in a minute I think again something we've just posted a video on on social media about this technique tape uh, can help with these so uh, Let me just give you a a very basic rundown on what shield you should be using. Um, But again, it does depend on the look. It does depend on the client's natural lashes and uh, a host of other things. But just in short, the smaller the shield, the more extreme lift you end up getting. So as a rule of thumb, if the client's natural lashes are sort of 10 mil or shorter, use a small shield. It will give a decent lift. Um, 11 to 12 mil medium shield, and then natural lashes of 13 mil and above use a large shield. However, if you are looking to get a more extreme lift, you can drop those down uh, to give you a better result. The only thing I would say is if you've got a client that's got really long lashes and you use the wrong shield choice, they can curl back too far, and then they'll end up tickling the client's like lids almost, or brows or whatever um, and it won't be comfortable and it won't look great. Uh, another top tip is when you're trying to choose the correct shield, You sometimes you may choose the correct shield, however it won't quite fit. And This goes for like uh, uh, most systems that you can use. So a good tip is you can cut the shields. I'm not sure if that was taught to you in your training but you can just trim off the edge of the shield so that it fits and sits nicer next to the client's nose and you will then get a better fit and a better end result so when you're you think you've got the right shield you've trimmed it down sometimes uh, another issue that can cause um in different results when it comes to a uh, sorry a patch test when it comes to a lash lift is if you've got too much skin showing between the shield and the lash line again there are a few different tips and tricks that you can use you can use tape on the eyelid um, to ensure you can get close enough to the lash line however if you get too far down um, the lashes you'll end up kinking them and your lash lift will look more like your clients wearing an l curl so really if you've got like a client this tends to be for clients that are like hooded got hooded lids or aged more mature um you can use tape to slightly tape up the lid much like you would with lash extensions it just helps you get a shield flush to the lash line um, and therefore you're going to get a better result anyway so definitely the shield placement and the shield size are uh, huge contributors into a good or a bad lash lift so moving on a few others that you definitely need to consider when lash lifting and this comes down to the console consultation stage uh, before you have or do the lash lift. Obviously, with lash lifting, you must patch test. So this is a great opportunity to have a conversation with your client as well to make sure that they understand everything that's going to happen and you understand everything about them. One of the big factors in why lashes won't lift or the last, uh, the lift won't last is because of the client's hormones. You need to have a conversation with them and even get them to fill out a form that can advise you as to whether they're on any other medication. They could be pregnant. Um, they may have recently had a baby. Um, yeah, they could there's lots of different reasons for changes in hormones that can affect the quality of their lashes and therefore the quality of the the lift you might find out that they're slightly more oily um but all of these things if you do this uh, during the consultation consultation stage or patch test whatever you want to like call that stage of speaking to your client the communication for a start improves the your relationship with the client and therefore hopefully gives a better experience and also it will give you a heads up as to how you can manage your client's expectations. Because if before they've had the treatment, you've said to them, look, I understand that you are currently on um, a certain medication. Uh, This means that the lift result, although it might be successful, you might notice that it drops a bit quicker than it would have done if you weren't on that. Alternatively, they might turn up and you can assess their lashes and you can then just before you even start, you can say to them or manage their expectations, because if they know what to expect, then they won't be disappointed, whatever the outcome. So it's all about communication. Another thing to consider as well and to potentially explain to your client is all to do with the lash cycle. At the end of the day, depending on what stage of cycle the lashes are at, they're either going to fall out or they're still going to be growing or they're at that resting phase. There's, It depends what you've lifted as to how well and how long it's going to last. So if a client and some clients, their lifts won't last as long or you will believe they won't, it's because of the stage That their lashes were at some clients will last longer than you'd expect and again it's exactly the same reason so education communication um, can manage the expectations of your clients but makes for a better experience and better end results regardless of the actual physical appearance of the end results it will give a better feeling and better end results to the client which brings me now to the maybe the penultimate but probably the biggest reason for a good or a bad lash lift. And that is all about the timings. You need to understand the system that you're using will have different timings based on the client's natural lashes. It'll have different timings to another system that you may have used previously before. And there just never is a one timing suits all uh, system that you can use to make sure you get the best results. Unfortunately, the one of the ways that you can learn this is through experience. So the people that have been doing it for a while can sh- straight off the bat when they're assessing the client's natural lashes, they know how coarse they are, how long they are, and they, what timings you can expect to be best. Because at the end of the day, if you're using um, some of these like super strength, super potent um, lash lift systems. It's so easy to over process if you get the timings wrong. Likewise, if you're using some of the more like gentle and safe lash lifts, you can get a poor result if you don't leave it on long enough. So you really need to know if your system that you're using is aggressive. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It just it's a way to describe the lash lift system. If you're using an aggressive lash lift system, you need to understand the timings because it's so easy to overprocess using these systems like for example actually i was speaking to a trainer probably about a year ago now and they were and this was during their switch over to lashbase uh, because they get their kits um products from lashbase for their student kits and before that they were using another brand not going to name any names but this other brand had uh, quicker timings but that also meant that it was a more aggressive formula and what actually was happening with students that were inexperienced that didn't know um, anything, obviously, because they're just coming to start. They were, she was noticing, sorry, that they had a lot of their students' models uh, or the first few clients from the student was getting some over-processed lashes, which is obviously not a pleasant experience for anybody involved and obviously could affect the reputation of a lash lift artist. So she was switching to a more gentle, um, product because it meant that people that weren't that experienced it wouldn't matter too much if they left it on for slightly too long Um, and so I would definitely keep an eye on your timings and something that you only learn from experience but if you haven't had a great lift it's likely down to one of the the three main things and that's the timings the shield size or the placement so whenever or before you start with a new system or your current system, just make sure you definitely know the timings involved and you understand if you're using, like a again, an aggressive um, lash lift system or one of the more gentle ones, because there are plenty of both of those categories, neither right or wrong. It just all depends on personal preference, like everything in the lash industry. So I'm not going to tell you one's better or worse than the other one. One thing I do want to speak about, though, is don't be fooled by being sold the dream by quicker timings equals more money for you. The thing is, when you work out the costs and the timings of your day, you can get more clients in. This is what you're sold if you can do quicker treatments. Now, the difference in quicker or slower is often it's either 45 minutes to an hour for a, a, a full, full, um, proper lift or if you're using a different system you could potentially get it in between half an hour and 45 minutes now i've spoken with lash artists that use a selection of either the slower stuff or the faster stuff and when you factor in all the other parts of the appointment um they're very very similar as it is anyway so i wouldn't try and focus on getting quicker with a lash lift because they're fairly quick treatments as it is whereas really if a client's paying you money and especially if you want to raise your prices and you want to charge more for a lash lift the client's going to want to feel like they've had a treatment they don't want to be rushed in rushed out and pay lots of money they want they want that experience so i would uh, advice from me would be to ignore the timings and just go with a product or brand that you actually like so if that's a quicker one, great. If that's a slower one, great. But don't feel like you're using less than if it's slower than another one. That's definitely um, a piece of advice from me. And I think in terms of advice, again, thanks so much to Lashes by Jenna, Jenna Sell for this. Um, she's gave, gave me a lot, and I hope that anybody listening has learned something. Um, if you've got any other tips and advice, please join in, because I'm going to post this up on the Team Lash Base Facebook group. Uh, join the group and share your lash lift tips, because... Like I said, I've just given, I don't know how long this episode is, but I've just been rattling off loads of different reasons for why lashes won't lift. Um, And I hope it's taught some people and I don't know everything. I hold my hands up. I'm not, I like to think I know enough. Um, However, I'm sure there are people listening that know an awful lot more. So yeah, feel free, share free information on these very, uh, in your mind, I'm sure simple lash lift tips, which will really help those that need it right now. And Hopefully, we can start seeing better lash lifts all around from everyone, regardless of the system that you're using, um, because it's always—I must admit—we see it where people give like uh, feedback on lash base lifted products, and they're getting poor results. And you try and help them, and then you see it from another brand, and they—it's somebody that's suffering with exactly the same problem, um, and you almost feel sorry for the other brand because you think, oh, "I know why this has happened," um, and nobody wants like bad words being spread about their lash brand and i say this about all all of them because it's it's never nice when you see other brands being attacked because i'm sh- i'm sure that everyone's trying to do the right thing i know i speak for lash base when i say everything that we do is to try and improve customers so lash artists try and improve what they do that's literally what we've done for 11 years it seems to be working pretty well for us so that's what we're going to continue to do and i think that most other brands are probably very similar to that i'm sure there's a few cowboys out there but you can spot them a mile off i'm sure um but yeah i think that's going to be about it for this week's episode we if you've got any um requests for episodes please uh dm me because uh, we are trying to get these out as much as we can every week at least because we know that some people are interested in listening which is pretty cool so we want to be able to keep these going um and i haven't said it yet but you may have seen already we have released lash base lifted sachets um as with everything we do we are heavily influenced by feedback and knowing For example, these we do individual treatment sachets so you know exactly how much you've got, um, which is why we decided to bring them out this way. They're good for brow lamination and lash lifting. Um, We've had some great feedback on them. And hopefully those that have had less than great uh, results have listened to this and realized maybe what they may have done and can get good results alternatively if you haven't tried it yet honestly try the lash base lifted sachets you can get samples from the lash base website but that's that that's the end of the plugin that i'm going to do because i absolutely hate it this episode's supposed to be about education so i'm going to leave it at that so once again thank you very much for listening and we will see you next week